Hello, lovely people. It's Bonnie Copeland here from StepIntoBrilliance.com, your wellness coach. And I've noticed something really peculiar today. Um, the fact that it's quite cool, there's a beautiful breeze coming in my window. It's kind of cloudy. And I actually had to put on a hoodie. I mean, it's a lightweight hoodie, don't get me wrong. But sleeves? Really? Considering what the weather has been like around here, having sleeves on feels kind of strange. Uh, but change is nice sometimes. It's nice to have a little shake-up of the usual. The, the thing is, though, most of the time we know we don't like change. We resist it. We're not always sure how to deal with that. The first thing we need to realize is that change and resistance to change, those things are universal. They're about the only constants, I think, in this universe. <laughs> is Change is constant. It's never ending, never stopping. It's about the only thing that is consistent. And our resistance to it is also something that's pretty consistent and pretty universal. And it's because we like the familiar. The familiar is something we can understand. And when we don't like something and we want to change, we still find that resistance because our brains are hardwired for survival and familiar means a better chance of surviving. We know how to work it. We know how to manage it. We know how to deal with it. Um, and quite often, this is a good thing. But in this day and age, it's not so much. So what do we do? How can we handle this? Well, one thing that has made change much less stressful and more manageable and allowed me to manage my automatic and, and often emotional response to change, especially those like surprise changes, is mindfulness. Mindfulness can help you respond to change better, more effectively, and more calmly. And the reason why is when you have a good, solid mindfulness practice, you've learned to become aware. And it also um, helps you become aware that you can be objective, non-judgmental. You can just notice without reacting. And it creates space. And that space, that pause, allows you to step back and gives you the tools to, instead of automatically react to react instead to choose and respond does that make sense i hope it does i mean it doesn't stop change but what it does is it allows us to manage that uncertainty when things change even when we've done it on purpose there's still a huge amount of uncertainty that's happening and that's scary that's scary even when it's a good thing um we like to feel secure. We are happy when we know what's happening. We have a routine. And when we start getting change and we start getting uncertainty, then we start what ifing life. And boy, are we good at that because we tend to go right to the worst scenarios, right? And in some ways, that's a good thing because if you've already figured out a plan to handle the worst thing that could happen, that can actually be calming to our anxiety, which is quite ironic, but we don't usually stop there, right? We don't. Um, if you are like I was, and sometimes still do have come up 
a tendency to meet uncertainty with fear and anxiety. It can be really difficult to be in the present moment. The time to start practicing mindfulness is not when you're under stress. This is like, if you think about, remember back when you were in school and a couple times a year, they would have a fire drill and it was all fun and games, right? I mean, we had to be really serious about it, but it was easy. We knew what was happening. We knew there was no fire. We created a practice of creating automatic responses and space. So having the space and talking about things and practicing those things allowed our bodies and our brains to function automatically. And this is what we need to do with our mindfulness practice as well, which is kind of ironic when you consider the whole point of mindfulness is to be in the moment and noticing. But we can practice being in the moment and noticing. So when we start to feel big emotions, we can step into that easily. So how do you practice mindfulness? Well, my friends, there are so many ways to be mindful throughout the day. One easy way um, is to just notice your posture. Notice how you're sitting. Notice what's connecting to the floor, to your chair, or if you're leaning on something. How does that feel? Another great way is to just take five meaningful deep breaths and just concentrate on feeling the air move through your nostrils and into your lungs and your lungs expanding. You can even put your hands on the sides of your chest or on your belly Um, and just take five of those and just notice. Um, Another great way is mindful eating. This is one of my personal favorites. I'm a big fan of food. And whenever you eat or drink something, just take a minute. It doesn't have to be the whole meal. That's a lot of intense focus. But just looking at your food, connecting with it, realizing that other things nourished the food that you are about to eat. If I'm eating a cauliflower, I know there was sunlight, there was rain, there was earth, there was someone who nurtured it, a farmer, there, you know, like all these things and just bringing awareness to that and appreciation of that, um, taking time to smell your food, taste your food, notice the texture of your food when you're chewing it. All of those things are practicing mindfulness. There are so many of these. I've had um, a teacher um, having cues to practice mindfulness. For example, if you hear a fire engine or your phone rings, although that one I always found a little circumstance because really when the phone rings, you usually want to answer it. That's maybe not the best time for mindfulness. Um, And just when you hear those cues, whatever cue it happens to be for you, you just stop and practice mindfulness, be it noticing your own body or the environment around you. Those things are all mindfulness practice. It doesn't have to be, although it absolutely could and probably should include mindfulness meditations, some fabulous guided meditations out there. And I know from my monkey mind, um, guided meditations are quite useful, especially if I'm feeling a little tired and um, not quite as able to focus uh, because our focus is a muscle and it does get tired and we kind of you know, it wears out. So if a guided meditation is helpful, by all means, use it. All of these things 
our mindfulness practice. So I invite you, as soon as this podcast is finished, and you've subscribed, of course, if you haven't already, (laughs) um, and shared it, of course, if you haven't already, um, just as soon as it's done and you hear that last chime, take a moment and just notice how you're feeling. How are you sitting? Are you holding tension anywhere in your body that you can release? And just take a few deep breaths, focusing on the feeling and the enjoyment of being able to take a deep, beautiful breath. I hope that serves you. And I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Take care. Bye. Hey, beautiful people. I just wanted to remind you before you go to please subscribe to the channel so you get more of these wonderful podcasts and you're going to see some new and interesting things showing up. Don't forget also you can visit my website at stepintobrilliance.com. Take care, make great choices, and I will talk to you soon.